Hey, this is John Jameson. If this is the first time you've joined us on the podcast, thank you and welcome. We really appreciate it. Let us know your aha moments and while you're at it, we'd like you to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. The Altcoin Sidekick podcast is available on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Podbean and Stitcher. So please leave a review and don't be scared of making it five stars. We'll keep the great content coming to help you on your journey into the cryptocurrency markets. Researching the cryptocurrency markets can be frustrating, especially so if you're just starting out. And this is John Jameson for AltcoinPsychic.com. And this week, let's talk about a few of the tools and methods you can use to dramatically reduce cryptocurrency overwhelm. Until we evolve into something else, one thing will remain the same, the behavior patterns of the masses. And this week, as Bitcoin moves higher, the majority will inevitably look back and ask themselves why they didn't buy, playing the shoulda, woulda, coulda tape in their heads. Like... Damocles constantly flattering King Dionysius. Articles following the direction of price are bullishly reporting Bitcoin's resurgence. But Dionysius, fed up with Damocles' constant flattery, invited him to a banquet. To show Damocles the real precariousness of the situation, the king had Damocles dine with him while sitting directly under a sword supported only by a horsehair. And that's the situation Bitcoin's in now. Now, while the majority might think they've missed their chance, the 5%, the most consistent speculators and investors, know it's not about calling the trend. It's about entering with a reference point and keeping their losses small compared to their profits. In the earlier Disruptive 4 series of articles, podcasts and videos, we've talked about some of the tools used to gauge the big picture. And if the bear market in crypto is over, what could drive the market higher, leading to the mass adoption of blockchain technology? The 95% use a purely technical approach to speculation and investing, relying on typically relying on articles written by their favorite crypto guru for their analysis. Now, Bitcoin has been leading the crypto market higher over the last month, and as prices move higher, so will the expectations of Bitcoin's future. Most find speculation and investing hard, and it's because we're just not wired to be any good at it. Almost everything we think we should do will hurt, and almost everything we believe will harm us won't. And this behavior retells the same old story over and over again. The majority get caught up in the hype and excitement and buy. They're always late to the party without any term, any long-term understanding of the actual risks that they're taking. Bouncing between exhilaration and despair, checking for tweets, posts and updates from their trusted gurus. But it doesn't have to be this way. Learning how to speculate is a skill and like any other, it requires some effort to learn. And it's alluring to assume that something as easy as technical analysis can turn you into a confident and successful speculator because the potential rewards, if you can master the art of speculation, are fantastic. Now, first, um, it will give you arguably that most desirable of commodities today, and that is freedom. And second, after freedom, it can also provide or has the potential to provide great wealth. And if you research how fortunes have been made in the past, most are made through investing in ideas, land and financial markets. In Disruptive Force, using George Soros as an example, his £1 billion profit speculating on the British pound was made by understanding background conditions, not by using a moving average crossover, MACD or RSI indicator. Now, while learning how to interpret background conditions isn't easy, there are tools you can use to help you gain confidence in your own ideas. 
The China Crisis series asked if simple heuristics could be used to answer complex questions, randomly asking how many piano tuners there are in the Chicago metro area and using only four simple questions to accurately guesstimate the answer. The Thinking in Three series discussed the simple technique of asking a question about a market and trusting what you get back and trusting the answers. Of course, knowing the exact conditions is impossible, but by overlapping guesstimations, is it possible to arrive at a accurate enough answer? Well, yes, it is. Exact, no, but it's accurate enough. So overwhelm. Computer programmers and tech nerds have their own unique way of talking. And the problem is for anyone outside of the tech realm, their language and assumptions make trying to understand how the pieces of the puzzle fit together extremely difficult. And that's especially true in our time starved world. So listening to an announcer, an announcer on financial TV this week, it's clear that tech speak is leaking out into mainstream use. Backed with a high beat per minute soundtrack, the presenters started talking uh, of getting the latest tweets from uh, TikTok on Twitter with up-to-the-minute tweets. And can you imagine going back 30 years and listening to a presenter say that? The audience would assume that presenter was suffering from cerebral hypoxia. So recent scientific studies have shown you can make reasonably accurate inferences by asking simple questions. How long did it take you to build up your understanding of the cryptocurrency market if you've been in it for a while? Now, maybe you're an engineer or perhaps you're a programmer. But if not, you've probably spent periods of time, maybe weeks or months, picking up bits of information here and there until the light eventually came on and everything clicked into place. Now, maybe you're just one of the very few who just intuitively understand how important cryptocurrencies and blockchains will be in the future. But in the absence of engineering or tech skills, and if you're not a futurist savant, what do you do and where do you start? Now, in general, tech people suffer from the curse of knowledge. Um, even sometimes deliberately assuming the necessary prerequisites to understanding their point. If you've ever tried to understand an explanation of how a specific blockchain actually works and you found yourself cross-referencing through dozens of sites to pick up the gist of the explanation, then you'll know just how time-consuming and frustrating it can be. Now, imagine being given just one minute to explain cryptocurrencies to someone you know who suffers from technophobia. Where would you start? Would you try and explain distributed ledgers or smart contracts? How would you begin? Well, keeping it simple, you could begin by narrowing down the cryptocurrency space to a manageable size. For example, coinmarketcap.com lists thousands of coins and tokens, but out of this list, which ones would you focus on? Now, one fast and frugal method is to use Weiss Ratings. And since 1971, this company's provided uh, unbiased ratings on investment products. And according to their website, they um, don't, unlike uh, Standard & Poor's, Moody's or Fitch, who use uh, an issuer pay model, they don't accept any financial compensation of any kind for their ratings. Now, Weiss provides ratings on US stocks, mutual funds and ETFs, and also publishes safety ratings on US banks, credit unions and insurance companies. And they provide ratings on cryptocurrencies too, including factors like technology, adoption rate and risk and reward. Now, Weiss publishes an overall rating for cryptocurrencies, and the coins and tokens listed represent the best blend of four categories, coin adoption, underlying technology, that's the blockchains, and investment risk and investment reward. And they also publish rating tables for each of the four subcategories too, providing rankings by adoption, underlying technology, investment reward, and finally, investment risk. Another place to start is to use the cryptocurrency rating screener, 
and Weiss rates cryptocurrency coins and tokens on a scale from A plus down to U. If you need a fast and frugal way to begin your cryptocurrency journey, adjusting the screener to filter out only those coins and tokens with a rating of C plus and above, you will narrow down your crypto universe from thousands of coins and tokens to just 10. Yes, it's an advantage to have some technical knowledge, but it's not essential. Tools like the Weiss Crypto Screener are a great help, especially if you're just starting out. In the White Noise series of articles, podcasts and videos, we discussed cryptocurrency taxonomies. If you want a heads up on the future direction of the overall stock market, then you check out the financials ETF. Well, why the financials? Well, it's because the stock market doesn't usually rally too far without them. And why ETFs? Well, 25 to 40% of overall daily volume in the US stock market is driven by the buying and selling of ETF products. Let's say, for example, you want to know the, the strength of the US dollar. Well, you could use the, US, the, the euro to US dollar exchange rate. Why? Because it's 57% of the US dollar index. That's a basket of currencies traded against the USD. The QQQ is an ETF that tracks the NASDAQ 100. If you had to, to attempt to figure out the directional bias of the NASDAQ, where would you begin? You could begin by analyzing the fundamentals of the underlying stocks, but which stocks? All of them is going to take you a while. The fast and frugal method is to use just five. Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Google, and Facebook make up 45% of the QQQ index. And the NASDAQ isn't going too far without this group. And best of all, the weightings for all ETFs can be found online in seconds for free. Now, can you apply a similar method to the cryptocurrency markets? Now, as the old saw goes, if you don't have the expertise, you hire someone who does. So while Weiss uses a proprietary rating method to rank cryptocurrencies, these rankings can be, can be used to narrow down your search criteria and um, you can use them as a gauge of the strength of the underlying cryptocurrency markets. Now, to be clear, these ratings are not buy and sell signals and nor are they perfect, but they are an efficient and effective method to find leading coins and tokens. Now, Weiss uses its own in-house team to assess and rank cryptocurrencies, but they also have indexes that track, like ETFs, different sectors of the cryptocurrency markets. As discussed in the White Noise series, cryptocurrency, uh, cryptocurrency taxonomies aren't anywhere near as defined as the stock market ETFs and sectors. Some have grouped cryptocurrencies uh, using periodic table-like structures to differentiate between functions, using groupings like payments and currency, platforms, fintech, data management, gaming, media and social, protocols, exchanges, interoperability, business and enterprise, and privacy. But this is beginning to change, and the Weiss um, 50 Crypto Index contains the top 50 ranked coins and tokens using a blend of their four ranking criteria, adoption, underlying technology, investment reward, and investment risk. Now, like the NASDAQ QQQ index, the Weiss 50 Crypto Index tracks the entire crypto market. And like the QQQ, the Crypto 50 is top heavy with the top five coins representing 67.82% of the whole index. And those top five coins are Bitcoin, Ethereum, Ripple, EOS, and Litecoin. There's a critical difference in the weightings between the Crypto 50 index and the QQQ. The QQQ uses market capitalization as a weighting criteria, while Weiss uses their proprietary rating system to weight the coins and tokens in the index. And this means over time, the coins and tokens are more likely to change more often than the top five in the QQQ. But if you want to keep it simple, it's a fast and frugal way to form an opinion of the entire cryptocurrency market. Now, the correlation coefficient between the Weiss index and Bitcoin shows a strong positive relationship. 
And if you um, look on a chart and check, you'll see that um, this correlation ranges from 99 to 90%, which is a strong correlation. Now the correlation isn't perfect, but it's close enough to be usable. And instead of overwhelm, instead of searching for the opinions of others, you can form your own. Using a fast and frugal technique, you can follow a handful of coins and tokens and gauge the underlying strength of the cryptocurrency market. Eventually, as more cryptocurrency ETF products are launched, this is going to become clearer and lead to clearer taxonomies, helping to differentiate between different blockchain functions and different cryptocurrency assets, just like sector ETFs. Bitcoin is important because it solved one of the oldest problems in computing. It's called the Byzantine general problem. Now, Bitcoin's blockchain, using a proof-of-work algorithm, gives a workable solution in providing consensus between nodes in a decentralized system. Providing consensus also has an overhead, and in Bitcoin's case, it's the computational power and associated energy costs. It takes a lot of energy to maintain Bitcoin's uh, consensus mechanism. It's expensive, and it's difficult to scale. Proof-of-work algorithms have another problem too. And her name was Sybil Dorset, and Sybil suffered from a multiple personality disorder. And computer hackers have given her name to a security threat where a single entity uses multiple identities in an attempt to take over the network. So using what's called a Sybil attack strategy, hackers attempt to control the majority of the underlying blockchain network. And controlling the majority of the network allows attackers to carry out a 51% attack, which would, in theory, enable them to tamper with the blockchain transactions, changing the order, preventing confirmation, or even reversing completed transactions. To create a block on the Bitcoin blockchain, miners have to prove that they own the computing power. So Bitcoin's Sybil defense strategy is to make the cost of a Sybil attack more expensive than mining a block. Sybil attacks are only one type of threat, and there are many others. But at this point, it's helpful to differentiate between protocols and algorithms. A protocol is just a set of rules, and an algorithm is a procedure that carry out, carries out those rules. Now, this is a simplification, but it's a good place to start. So Bitcoin is a protocol, and proof of work is the algorithm by which the rules of the Bitcoin protocol are followed. In the same way, Cardano is a protocol, and Ouroboros is the algorithm by which the rules of Cardano are followed. Now, likewise, Ethereum is a protocol, and the Ethereum protocol uses a proof, currently uses a proof-of-work algorithm called Ethash, and Ethereum is changing this algorithm from proof-of-work to proof-of-stake to improve scalability and security. And the Ethereum protocol will use a new proof-of-stake algorithm, and that's called Casper. Now, always mindful of not tripping and falling headfirst into the rabbit hole that is Technobabble, there are many different types of algorithms, including proof-of-work, proof-of-stake, delegated proof-of-stake, least proof-of-stake, proof-of-elapsed time, a practical Byzantine fault tolerance, simplified Byzantine fault tolerance, delegated Byzantine fault tolerance, directed acyclic graphs, proof-of-activity, proof-of-importance, proof-of-capacity, proof-of-burn, and proof-of-weight. But the two most common are proof-of-work and proof-of-stake. The algorithms that enforce the rules are commonly called consensus algorithms, but that is not strictly correct. One way you could think about them is as Sybil attack preventers. Now, when researching cryptocurrencies, it helps, especially if you lack the technical background, to begin by asking simple non-technical questions, just like what problem is the coin or token attempting to solve? Now, using search terms like what problem does X solve or how does X do Y 
or maybe how is X scalable and how is X secure will get you started. Now, another fast and frugal non-technical method is to follow the developers who are behind the coin or token. Another method is to follow the money. Now, Weiss provides other indexes as well as the Weiss Crypto 50. They also compile a proof of work index and a non-proof of work index. That will allow you to compare the two most common civil attack prevention strategies and see which one is outperforming the other. Now, blockchains have to find a balance between three main issues, security, decentralization, and scalability. Now, using third-party coin ratings, cryptocurrency indexes, and their constituent weightings, and knowing the fundamental difference between a protocol and an algorithm, as well as the three most important functions of a cryptocurrency, and that is security, decentralization, and scalability, you'll be on your way to building a solid understanding of the cryptocurrency market. No in-depth technical knowledge required. This is John Jameson for altcoinsidekick.com, and I'll see you next time. This is John Jameson. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast and you've got a lot out of it. Don't forget to rate us on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Podbean, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast platform. Your review will help spread the word and allow us to create more thought-provoking content for you, covering all things crypto, not just the individual coins and tokens, but the societal trends and motivations behind the rollout of blockchain technology. The internet is being re-engineered and not one in 100,000 realizes it's happening. Welcome to the revolution.